Hey, uh, are you okay? What? Toy? No, what? Can't are hear you... you? Can't hear you, my comms. What? Well, can you just... Can you... Can you... Are you okay? Are yeah, you yeah, I'm pretty danger? okay. Pretty are you good. in danger? No. Because you have a helmet on. Yes. That is the topic I think his ears today. are going to be sweating by the time this, this is over with. <laughs> I need to take this off. It's actually really annoying. <laughs> that it's is all right. That is you all look good. Uh, the point has been proven. Mac, you, you do the intro. What are we? Uh, episode 44? Go ahead. <laughs> there we go, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Panther Airsoft Folding Table Talk. This is episode 44. Uh, we've got a special guest here today, Mr. Sharp. Thank you coming by and uh, we got a pretty good topic for you guys this is gonna be pretty interesting so uh if you need to break this up guys <laughs> don't mind it uh we will be able to get you through this uh other than that we'll go through our regular format with just what's going on at the field and um oh like you said poi uh asic did a pretty good job guys if you missed it we did discuss what was going on with the c21's update and everything like that so make sure you guys are staying up to date on airsoft canada or airsoft in canada airsoft in i don't canada, know yep. yeah there we go uh yeah so uh guys hopefully we are fighting the good fight that's all we know for that uh other than that and more uh, local news guys i know we are currently going through a lot of um health restriction confusion and everything like that but other than that i know a lot of us are still doing our best to stay safe and uh following our guideline rules and the way that we are doing and so i really appreciate everyone that came out the uh, you know or is coming out and uh making sure that they're following uh along with the rules and guidelines um that being said guys we're heading into the warmer months and everything like that i know a lot of people were playing around last weekend and we were all getting pretty excited um yeah warmer weather means uh gas blowbacks and uh gas blowback oh i saw your head turn right there boy exactly <laughs> uh yeah so hopefully the warmer weather keeps sticking around and uh, as we're heading into the summer guys we can keep um up with these uh, restrictions and we'll see how everything goes uh other than that with the field guys i know we've been super busy with film and everything like that appreciate everyone's kind of like working around that and their patience um it's getting really busy again so i can't uh, confirm or deny like what's going to be busy um for this coming weekend guys but for those of you that do come out uh, obviously we will have uh you know open sections of the field to be able to accommodate all of us uh during these trying times and then other than that guys when uh, there have been some new additions to uh city like i've been slowly trying to do um so you know please uh tell me your opinions i know you will anyway um other than that, uh, yeah, boy, that's uh, that's about it. That's about the goings on. Thank you, thank you. Um, also, I'd like to comment. Uh, I actually walked around in city, um, this weekend. Awesome work, by the way. Um, can't Thanks, wait man. for the can't wait for uh, what is it? Phase two of the addition. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're still we're still working our way through phase one with just trying to trying to clean up some of the stuff that's you know falling apart. Because again um panthers has been around for a long time so <laughs> there's been some stuff there that is from way before my time i'm sure from before your time even uh even before your time sharp no. god god knows how long <laughs> it goes there um yeah. but uh yeah we're doing our best to try and uh facilitate the gameplay um yeah, yeah. thanks guys all right so let's get this going um mm -hmm. Reason we're here is radios for sure. Um, utilizing radios and airsoft, but first we're gonna introduce Mr. Sharp, Stephen Sharp. Um, how you doing, my man? Good, good. 
Uh, how's, how's COVID treating you? Uh, well, I deal with it every day at work. So mm-hmm. either I'm running samples or seeing a lot of sick people and that. So it's, See, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. You are the frontline worker. We, mm-hmm. we, 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 we thank you for your service. Yeah, no, seriously, I appreciate yeah. all the hard work that you and all of your coworkers are doing behind the scenes and everything. Because, uh, you know, I know a lot of us in the everyday world are just kind of confused and uh, get frustrated over these uh, health restrictions and everything like that. But again, I am not a doctor, so I will listen to the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so introduction, like introduction mm-hmm. here. Um, myself, uh, I'm fairly new to the uh, ham radio sort of uh, hobby. Um, when we talk about, um, every time we talk something about in the show, it's usually a hobby within a hobby. So airsoft does tend to mix in with the, um, sort of ham radio, uh, hobbyists pretty well. Um, me, myself, uh, and, uh, as well as, uh, uh, Steven up here, uh, we, we both dabble into radios and we apply it to airsoft as well. Um, because it, it makes sense because military applications of radios has actually been what, like hundreds of years now. Um, they've been using it for a long time. We'll get into the history of it when uh, Stephen goes through the uh, the history of it. Um, Boy, are they at hundreds? Are we that are we that far along now? Yep. Uh, wow. ra- first radios. What is it like? Nineteen hundreds, like early. Uh, first wireless transmission was right here in Canada, I believe. Yeah, it was yeah. Newfoundland with Marconi, who uh, right at the uh, beginning of the twentieth century or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I'm just gonna have with it. <laughs> and, and this is why we brought him in because he he knows a lot more than I do. Um, I am very new to this hobby. I acquired my um, ham radio license, which is literally right here. Um, uh, I'm a basic, by the way. I I'm not that talented as Mister Sharp is, but um, basic B. <laughs> hey, I, I I still pass. Hey, I, yeah, so you I'm got good. it. You got it. Uh, so I'm you very new. Me. Very new. Two years. So 2019 is when I received mine. Um, me and my friend wanted to get into the uh, wanted to jump into a class because we wanted to do radio stuff as well, and we decided to jump into. I believe 2019 was when they introduced the uh, what is it? The, they had that legislation where you have to have your radio um, license because Balfangs were getting outlawed and stuff. But we'll get into that in the myth busting and as well as the types of radios. Um, but that's why I got wanted to get into it because the uh, because in my head I was going oh the government's gonna take it away I, I might as well just get my license and uh, and get it over with sort of deal right so I, I'm not holding an illegal item um, so that's that's my deal into radio so I'm still getting into it I haven't acquired any like high tech uh, ham like radios or anything I haven't even joined up uh, a lot of the meetings so I've only joined up the uh, the morning sessions to. To do the check-ins uh, at the uh, what is it the Seymour uh, repeater, um, I believe it is right. The Rainbow Net, I think. Yeah, VA, VA seven. Uh, what is it? Uh, I forgot what the frequency uh, the the call sign is. But um, speaking of call signs, I'm VA seven uniform whiskey uniform, and Mr. Sharp, I'll send it to you. Um, you are more experienced than I am. Um, what's your call sign? All right, let's start off with my, how about my Airsoft call sign? I bet you guys don't even know it, do you? We don't, actually. This is new to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as being a member of the Marauders, uh, we all have call signs, mm-hmm. and my call sign, and JTF, and uh, my call sign happens to be Radar. 
Of course. Of course. Of course. I was going to say this is going to have something to do with communication. I was it's like, it's either going to be like radio yeah. or something like I, not something that generic, but like, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I like that. And my, uh, my, my radio call sign is Victor Alpha 7, Lima Bravo Alpha. So anyone who looks me up can actually find me under that, under the, the, the database. We're all listed. Yep. Well, I am in there as well. Sharp is in there as well. But uh, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself into Radius and how you got started. Well, I got started kind of similar to you. I, uh, I was playing Airsoft. And I thought, well, everyone's got these little Baofeng radios and they're like little cute little walkie-talkies and what harm is there in this? And then I started hearing things about legality and all of this. And I started thinking, oh, well, you know, the cops are going to swoop down on us and take me away and all the rest of that. So I decided, well, I'm just going to find out a little more and maybe legalize i didn't necessarily know what that meant mm -hmm. take the course and commit to it and i did it in the winter where it had no effect on anything and uh about three years ago i think and it was uh, six weeks uh for half a day uh on saturday mornings or something like that yep. different radio clubs hold them at different times for different lengths of time and so if there was a lot of opportunity to get a course one way or the other so i did it and uh and passed it and it was kind of liberating and thought well okay now i can use radios legally but i found out that i really still didn't know much about it i i got a certificate i got enough to know how to pass the exam get the certificate but i still didn't know anything about radios so the, i that's when the learning started it was a it was a combination of joining a couple radio clubs and getting together with uh, a couple of the old guys and having them sort of tutor me and mentor me and um and experimenting on my own and that's mm -hmm. you know since then i've taken what i've learned and i bring it back to whatever team i'm in to use to our best advantage and that's kind of it okay um yeah similar experience with me as well yeah um so in terms of uh radios uh why do we need radios is the big question here um a lot of people sort of dabble into radio when they were kids using walkie-talkies that is the simplest form of radio honestly or... uh, whoa, whoa whoa boy let's okay. be honest we all started with the tin can and string and you know, that that is a form of communication out. yeah if yeah. you didn't you're missing out <laughs> so for me uh i like i'm like big on survivalist i like i have a bug out bag or car in this instance i <laughs> you know this <laughs> i've seen it it's yeah. a good it's, it's and, ready and it's always ready you know i have a radio ready so why do we need a radio um you know for survival um if if ever something happens, natural disaster or anything, uh, you could always tune into a radio. Someone's going to be on the air. Uh, it's basically the last sort of uh, line of communication between the entire world. If something were to ever happen, like cell phone networks go down, um, you know, power, loss of power, 
Um, as long as you have your own power or some sort of way to generate power and able to send out and receive as well, you're going to get things. Um, you're going to be like a single point of communication for a lot of people out there who don't have any form of communication at all. So it's good to be prepared. That's why radios are, are great to have. It's also great to have if you're hiking. Um, you know, as, as you know, uh, Steven loves to hike. Um, you have a lot of equipment in your hand in terms of not getting lost or anything like that. Um, and as well as letting people know where you are as well. Um, you could communicate with other people. Truckers need them as well. Um, they got their CB, uh, what does CB stand for? A citizen band radio, I believe, um, to get them going. Uh, what, what else is there, uh, Stephen, if you could jump into this? Well, um, if you're talking about the relevance of radio, I think that we couldn't do anything with satellites without radio mm. because we don't run lines or fiber optics or anything out to space. It's all done by radio. It's, so yeah. Radios are wireless communication, yeah. basically. Um, That's true. Uh, all of our cell phones. Of, yeah. The simplest form of wireless communication. Yeah. You're right. Cell phone runs off of uh, the 800 megahertz uh, uh, spectrum. And that is without radios we wouldn't have like cell phones at all right if no mm -hmm. one discovered it right because this is this runs off of wireless communication and not not a lot of people understand you're watching this on youtube right now probably on your phone or spotify or your podcast you're running it off of a simple like radio well complex radio actually for this but i'd like to also point out that we have a license for that cell phone each and every one of us, when we pay our fees, when we mm -hmm. sign our contract right at the very beginning, pay a licensing fee, Yep. Okay. which is to use it, which is exactly the same as our amateur license or, mm -hmm. or any of the other licenses. It allows us to use that device at those wavelengths. So give us a little bit of an introduction here, uh, Mr. Sharp. Uh, go through the history and introduce us to the world of radio. This is going to be a simpler form. Versus when you actually go to a course, it's a lot more complex. But okay. You're going to try your best, I hope. <laughs> Why don't we start way back before there was radio and let's make it relevant to Airsoft, okay? What is radio? Radio is a signal, a type of signal. What does it do? It makes it um, so that it gives eyes and ears to command and control of whatever side you're on or whatever you're doing. So back in you know historic times they used to use signals anything from smoke signals to fires to mirrors to fireworks to uh yeah. flags, flags yeah. um pigeons if we go all the way to modern yeah, and exactly. yeah exactly and over time we've just gotten faster and faster at finding ways of communicating and getting and as we get faster it gives our people that are in charge, uh, more of a real-time look at what's going on. Mm -hmm. So along comes, uh, okay, let's go back to around Civil War. What did we have back then? We had Telegraph, and Telegraph was used uh, in, in the Civil War and, and all over, and that was a pretty fast way of communicating at the time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't long after that that we came, and uh, a guy named Marconi, Italian uh, scientist, uh, sent out the first wireless signal to Europe. I believe it was between Newfoundland and England. I, 
Yeah, the shortest, uh, sure. the shortest port part of the Atlantic, I believe. Yeah. Right. So from there, uh, if you look at World War One, was the first real use of wireless, and that was done in the uh, British Air Corps. It was the uh, the observers in the uh, the planes, the planes would, yep. would radio in uh, uh, artillery positions for the artillery mm. units to to shoot. So that's that's kind of how it all started and uh you know it's been a long time since i've had anything to do with the military so what they're doing right now is probably you know amazing who knows but uh probably a lot of satellite stuff that uh that, that we have no idea what they're doing but um that's basically the history of it um a simplified version. I really appreciate version. you guys dumbing this down for myself. If there's viewers out there going like, wow, I'm also a radio enthusiast and this is terrible. <laughs> I want you guys to know that they have dumbed this down a little bit for us and the regular everyday viewer, any kid that's out there that's watching this at Panther and stuff and that's curious about it. Because I know that's a question that comes up a lot is, uh, you know, uh, comms, how do I get them? How do I run them? How do I use it? Right. So, yeah. I really appreciate the breakdown here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the basics. And then we, uh, well, that's the basic history. And then we could mm -hmm. get into uh, uses, uh, yeah. cover a, a little bit more of the theory of how they work and mm -hmm. uh, some things on, on that end of things and uh, carry on from there. Sure, sure. Yeah. Let's go into the yeah. uh, basic theory of how radio works then. Um, just a brief introduction to it. Um, again, guys, if you're interested in all of these, um yeah try and attain your ham radio license and they will teach you everything and it's a lot of self-exploration on your own honestly mm -hmm. but uh sorry enough of me go ahead mr sharp go ahead okay let's start on some theory so basically all radio is is you're just converting sound into radio waves which are electromagnetic waves that travel at the speed of light now uh how far they go depends on the power you put into the wave that you're sending out and the wavelength. So um, I don't want to go into too much detail over that, but I want to talk about how it's applicable to what we do here, some of the, uh, the theory. So uh, let's talk about wavelength and range. So um, we operate in bands and the bands consist of a certain range of wavelengths. And that's how we uh, our, we pick our, our wavelength and how we communicate. But it's kind of important which wavelengths we pick because it has an effect on the range. Most of us probably are using UHF radios, which have a wavelength of 70 centimeters. And some are probably using uh, ones that do both 70 centimeters and two meters. Now, the difference is if you put the same amount of energy into a wave that is longer, it's going to go farther than one that is shorter. Okay. That's just basic physics. So, um, so you're now you're, you're, you're probably going to ask, well, why would we want to have something that has less range? You know, if we're going to use the same energy, you know, our batteries are going to go through the same amount, but we're not getting the range for a shorter wavelength. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason why we do that is because different waves 
fit through different spaces better. So if you're undercover, for example, you're in the city at Panther or you're in the forest and you're having a hard time getting your signal out, you want to have a smaller um, frequency, uh, a smaller wave because it can fit through the, the spaces between the trees or buildings. Okay. And it tends to have higher energy so it can make it through. And if you have, uh, if you want more range, you want to, if you're out in the open, say you're at the steps down there at Milson West, mm-hmm. and you want the range because it's a little wider open, you're going to want to use VHF that has the longer wave because you're, you'll get more for the battery that you're using, you know, the energy that you're putting into it. So ideally, when you're, if you are using uh, like a dual band radio, you're going to want to have channels set up so that you can do both. So that you can use one for close-in stuff, and you can use the other one for far away. So you have both programmed in. And that's, that's kind of how that works. Um, any questions? No? Did we lose you, Mac? No, well, I, I mean, I get it. It's, it's it's like definitely got its different applications for its power output and everything like that. So yeah. I, mean, I, remember, I remember like some of the basics, like going through like, you know, school. Thank you, public school. Um, and, you know, I remember obviously you got your different wavelengths when it comes to that. So obviously, yeah, when you take a closer look at radio waves and everything like that, it it's not just one wave. Yeah. Like you said, you've got yeah. different wavelengths, bandwidth and everything like that. And especially when it comes to your power output, like you guys are saying, you can do all sorts of uh, tricks with it. And, and, and obviously, like you said, that's how you utilize in, uh, judge its efficacy in, uh, its use. Mm-hmm. So using that, I, I, well, I'll, di- I'll dive a little bit into HF, which is the lower mm-hmm. frequencies, lower frequencies, larger wave waves. So those people that are into HF, which takes a little more credentials to to get into communicating in those those frequencies, they can actually send their signals bouncing around the world and they can have uh, they have they can stretch across the continent, across the ocean, because their waves. Well, first of all, they do have more power they can have available, but they also have waves that are so long wavelengths that they can just reach that much further so so that's kind of how it works okay so these are the ones like where you got yeah exactly like but now is that capable so sorry to just question that right like these are not your normal handheld radios at this point or are these no, kind of these like are old guys sitting in their basements these are larger they have like, powers like, antennas that are way yeah this is like stuff. walking dead like like you know like like you know like this is like you find the bunker with the radio it's like ter- <laughs> well, terminator you know you'll, you'll find it, you'll Peach. find them in your neighborhood with large dipole antennas that's the ones mm-hmm. that have like an antenna that goes all the way up the roof and then there is like uh, a rope or some sort of uh, arresting wires that are holding it together you'll find them around okay. and um they're, they're we're like the cam radio operators are all around the world and you'll definitely find them when you see their roofs with like antennas all over when you start looking you'll see who is yeah. the ham radio in your neighborhood that's that's what you want to go to when the world ends because that's where you get your internet <laughs> well basic internet yeah. But uh, go, okay, so, go on ahead. So um, basically, the antenna size has got a lot to do with the wavelength that you use. So your longer uh, 
wavelength, uh, shorter frequency. Uh, radio waves require longer, longer antennas. So usually a proportion of what size the wave is. So imagine you're using a, you're communicating on 20 meters and you've got a half wavelength antenna. That means you've got to put a 10 meter antenna up in your backyard to run it. Okay, so luckily we're dealing with, you know, 70 centimeters. So half of that is like this, right? So yeah, exactly. So we're dealing with smaller waves than, than those, which come with shorter distances, right? Yep. That we're using. So, you know, there's pluses and minuses to that. I mean, you're not going to find some old guy lugging his uh, big base unit around in through Panther trying to contact some airsoft in Tokyo. <laughs> Would be interesting, though. <laughs> I'm about to be overrun. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll beat her in 18 hours. <laughs> Less. Okay, so the next um, area of, uh, is how these waves uh, come out of your radio, out of the antenna, and how they they travel. And this is called polarization. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, so what this means is, and it's different depending on the shape of the antenna and, you know, how many different uh, pieces and bits and all the rest of that. But let's look at our okay. basic airsoft antennas. Okay, so this is your antenna. And what happens is the waves come out at 90 degrees to the, the to the, uh, the actual antenna, okay? So if your waves are coming out this way because you're holding it this way, it means that if you want to get receive it with the best reception, you should have another antenna with vertically so that it can receive the full benefit of those, those waves that are coming off of it. Because if you hold it like this and you have another antenna like this, that wave's coming at this one like this, how much of that wave is actually hitting that antenna? Especially at long range. Very little. Very little. So when you see people either because they don't know or they've got their antenna mounted on their shoulder, but it's it's horizontal, they just don't know, or, or they're trying to be tactical and they're talking like this with it sideways, they're not getting the most out of yeah, their the antenna. The movies are letting you down, guys. Do not believe the movies. So anything or, I learned yeah. over this week was you know, what you see in the movie. <laughs> or Gold Rush, right? Like the, those guys drive me crazy on that show. They're always holding their antennas sideways. <laughs> yeah. just, you're losing your lid. You got to stop, Stephen. Don't, don't be watching that. <laughs> Another misconception by Hollywood radio is not done properly, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of really, um, like, I, I obviously have some right off the bat in my head so when we get there we'll, we'll unload that on you mr sharp but yeah if you could continue okay so i actually i don't have it on my list but uh, maybe we should talk about line of sight too okay uh, that's important okay well that'll come with our power in it versus antenna gain okay so let's go on um power power you see if you go on aliexpress or that you'll see these wonderful bow things that are rated for 100 watts which uh, which would actually toast your brain if you that's, held it up against that's it. dangerous yeah oh, it is if really? it were true yeah. <laughs> okay which is true 100 so, watts means death okay copy that yeah that's that's bad i mean that's the 
that's something you learn in the course is exactly where you want to have those radios and and you don't it's not good for you to constantly be having your radio up. you remember what they said about cell phones causing tumors and and all yeah, the rest of yeah. that if you're on your it's, phone too much yeah it's exactly the same thing with radios i mean they can okay. cook your eyes they can uh so it's not harmless it's not harmless i mean look we we cook with with uh microwave microwave it's exactly the same thing where except that we're cooking our brains while we're holding it there yeah and okay. this is why they have you go through the course because they teach you proper power usage for anything radio wise mm -hmm. because that's what's one of those things that are that comes with the territory of using radios is you know but yourself. now just to just to get in there though like like uh, your average everyday person with like you know like their normal walkie-talkie and such they're yeah. like if they are using that they are not going to cook their brain no. correct or no, no probably not no okay unless they start licking the antenna or something then yeah yeah no the bare wire of it i dare you you know no. if you are using it for a prolonged period of time though feel it you'll find that it's warm it's, okay it's putting out energy it 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 is there right so okay. that is something to be mindful of <laughs> yeah so a lot of those advertisements you see for power ratings on radios are usually fake Pay attention. and uh i actually i actually test all of my stuff i've got equipment here to see what you know these radios are actually running so are you using an swr uh, reader or is it an swr power reader yeah. and i use a network analyzer so yeah. I use both, and uh, I can tell you a lot of claims are completely fake. Okay, so when, if the, there is, okay, I'm going to already cover a misconception. I'm going to cover a misconception. You're probably going to bring this one up. Uh, about power, that more power is better, because that's the idea that you get pushed about on, uh, in the advertising on places like AliExpress or Amazon stronger, or eBay. Yes, stronger that, oh, well, I'm going to buy this 10-watt radio and it's going to go so far. And the, the common perception was for every watt of power, you get about a kilometer's worth of range in okay. theory. Okay, in theory. But that is dependent on the type of radio you have, mm -hmm. the type of setup you have, the frequency you're using, and the um the antenna and where it is positioned and what type of antenna it is and to be honest it's not a linear relationship between power and and what you get out of your antenna the rf it's a really complicated calculation in math math Ugh. anyway it's uh it's it's hard to explain and uh, so there isn't, if you get something that's got five watts more power, it isn't going to give you this ginormous advantage with your, your radio. You're better off getting a good antenna and getting, and, and if you're having trouble getting somewhere where you have better line of sight, it's going to get you further than just going with power. And if you don't have the ability to test what these radios are saying or what the advertisements are saying, then you're probably better off not buying some of these radios that are advertising the higher, you know, wattages. Yeah. Okay. So what they're saying, um, for, for some of the radio guys, from what I remember, what they're saying is 
if you have too much power, you're just going to be annoying for the other guys because you're interfering, and as well as you're going to be loud in the decibel area in terms of just blasting through the frequency. Like it won't, like it won't be clear, like as in like when you're talking, or well, if if the wattages are actually correct, what they say, um, it's still very uh, antenna dependent. So okay. if you don't have an efficient uh, antenna then that, uh, it's not going to be converting a lot of that power, and that power is going to be coming straight back at the internals. Okay. And that, because what happens feedback. is it, create, it creates a feedback loop or a standing wave, and it just keeps on reflecting back and forth. And as it builds up, it the antenna will try its best. There are, there are ways where it'll try and lose energy, like through heat. Yep. And you will burn this. But eventually you'll end up burning out some components in the radio if you're you're not careful okay. with that. So so really I would always suggest power uh, getting an, an, a better antenna over looking at for a radio that gives has more power. Mm. So so that's basically the some helpful advice for when you're shopping around looking for something for airsoft. And uh, I guess that's basically it for how the waves propagate and and that that's, that's how radio works <laughs> okay yeah, that's that's it they try the waves travel at the speed of light for a long time i used to associate sound with radio i used because i used to listen to radio so i thought radio waves were sound mm. but they're not they're 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 light they're they travel at the speed of light the same as everything else okay amazing that's yeah pretty cool yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now let's bust some myths Let's yep. bust some myths here because there is a lot of like misconception about radios. Um, who wants to start first? Uh, I can I can just go off if you want. Sure, go, go. go for it. All right, here we go, guys. Um, okay, so um, like this is obviously geared towards a lot more of like my experience with uh, radios and and such. So I have had. Uh, obviously, your standard like walkie-talkie style that is uh, like this is a Beofeng. Uh, I can't remember the model, but it's like the basic one. Um, sorry, guys. I know they are the unpopular device, but they are just like popular in availability. So I have fallen into that trap where I've had them, and I am looking for better units. And I know you two have judged me already. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> but my myth here is um, obviously okay. Um, so do air softers right? So just for airsofters, do they need much more than this? Or it kind of depends, obviously, situation dependent, and then uh, personal choice and everything like that. Because I know a lot of kids uh, have asked me about comms and everything such. And I a lot of the times tell them like, you know, if you guys start off with just your basic, you know, like Walmart walkie talkies or anything like that, it's a really, really good way to kind of like, you know, open the door towards comms in Airsoft. Because, you know, when you add comms into Airsoft, it like Airsoft is hard already like when you're running around and trying to organize and stay organized as a group and everything like that when you add comms and you have another person squawking in your ear uh yeah i can add a whole nother level to the playing field so uh my question is to you guys is do you need comms for airsoft you want to answer that one um, i would say yes uh comms are great especially when it comes to milsims mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. We'll dive into that with how to communicate airsoft uh, at the very end of this topic because I do have a uh, an entire segment on how to use it properly. That is the number one reason 
like if you get into airsoft radios you need to know how to use it properly and there are procedures and protocols when it comes to these things um just basic procedures and protocols um as far as purchasing radios you're right um like frs or uh what's the acronym for it a Family, Family radio, service. radio service um, yeah. is the most standard licensed radio frequency that you can attain commercially, right? Mm. Something like that. A Cobra is that a Cobra or Motorola? This is a Motorola. Motorola. Yeah. So Motorola standardized a lot of these things. Um, Twenty-one channels. Um, the first, I believe, the first seven channels are five watt. The next. No, they're one watt. One watt. One watt. One watt. Or is it half a watt or something no, like that? No. Really low, really oh, wow. low. They're very low. Yeah. yeah, they they don't yeah. need that much power, and you could yeah. you could attain a pretty good distance on it. Um, from what I remember, I I I, I got a good fifteen kilometers until I get a good loss, but that's like straight line to line, right? Like mm-hmm. nothing in front of you, right? So you could see that it could it could achieve what a Baofeng can do, right? And I'll turn to Mister Sharp about. Fang because he he knows a lot more than I do on that. Okay, um, my answer to that question is uh, unless you are part of a command structure of mm-hmm. uh, MilSim, you do not necessarily need to have uh, a dual band amateur radio. You can get by perfectly fine for most skirmish days with an FRS radio. Mm-hmm. Most fields um, are not going to be large enough that you would need the range of something more powerful. And I say that being playing in one of the biggest fields in Western Canada. And if you can use an FRS radio in uh, Panther, you can pretty much use it anywhere. Exactly. And it's, it's more suitable, actually, for places like Panther that have, are hugely forested or city. Because it uses that smaller wavelength again, so so it's probably the best solution for that. Unfortunately, we are fighting kind of a, a fashion, or mm-hmm. you know, a must-have sort of situation where everyone thinks they must have uh, the fancy Gucci headset, they must have a, a Baofeng radio. To go with it because the Baofeng is um, kind of uh, the airsoft radio, the prepper radio, the off-road radio, you know, all of those sort of things because it's so mm. cheap and yeah. available. It's, it's not just yeah. airsoft that uses it. A lot of other hobbies use it as well. Like you mentioned, off-roading, um, yeah. hiking, camping, um, you know, uh, just unlicensed amateur guys yeah um yeah it's so i i I, my opinion on this radio is it's complete crap okay Mm -hmm. but at the same time this is like your entry drug into the activity so a lot of people get their start into amateur radio through baofeng so i can't really slag them too much Okay. What you're saying now, is it's a GNG of radios. Yeah, what, pretty what's much. worse than GNG? What's worse than GNG? Jing Jong? Oh, don't uh, say don't say like <laughs> worse, but like what is just like what's more entry level? Let's be friendly here, okay? Like let's not kill any future okay. sponsors. If it, if it was gas, it would be the Wii of Airsoft, okay? 
<laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. I mean, Wii's a tank, but I love I love my Wii guns. You always okay, come back so, to it. So let me qualify that. I don't think mm. that Baofeng is garbage. Mm. Baofeng makes some good radios, and they OEM good radios for other people as well. Okay. Okay, so some of their models are really bad, and mm. some of their models are really good. So... I would not say that they're all bad. Now they get a bad rap because of the false advertising. They get a bad rap because a lot of this particular model is, uh, well, the, the quality of this is just terrible. I mean, they mass produce it. They don't uh, shield the, the uh, transceiver in it. So it produces all sorts of uh, noise. And because it's also unshielded, it means that all of that power, you know, from that standing wave I talked about earlier, eventually comes back in here or, or is more susceptible to other interference, eventually bakes the circuits that are inside. It'll burn it okay. And if you are in this uh, activity long enough, I'm sure that you all have known people that say, oh, my radio's not working or I'm getting this weird clicking sound or or something. And that's almost always they're using a Baofeng and it's gone bad. And how many people are on their second or third or fourth Baofengs because they're so cheap? Yeah, right. That I think that is the real reason for right. um, their... I guess I would say popularity or they're just massive availability, right? And the fact that it's been... An, so easily consumed by the consumer base and such because of obviously like you guys said it's ease of access uh to other um aspects of like the hobby because yes it's like for myself i've got a uh i've got a uv 9r so it's the i think the one model up from the one that uh steven has in his hand which is the uv 5r uv 5r yeah so um you know, obviously, a uh, different model, but um, same company and such. Like, this one isn't as horrible, I believe. But, um, again, I'm not the radio expert. It's up to you guys, right? So, uh, it does what I need it to do. So, that's that's my main yeah. concern on that. So, the big thing, and, and I guess it's not a big thing for people using them, is they have no idea how bad they are because they don't get to experience what a good radio is and how <laughs> good a good radio sounds. Mm-hmm. And that's so clear and crisp. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing the difference between a, a good radio and a bad radio. And the thing is, is if you spend, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about what, 30 to $50 for one of these, mm-hmm. something, something like, like that. that. That's how much they are. Yeah. And if you double the price or maybe a little bit more, you can get uh, a radio that's, will last you your whole airsoft career puts out great sound and uh you won't be re- constantly replacing them and and uh what can i say i mean people say well i don't have access to radios like that well if you know the right people you do and if you take the course and get certified you get access you do. to it. Yeah. We, you yeah, know what you're looking for. It. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're yeah. not asking those sorts of questions, then uh, you definitely stick yeah. into the FSR? FRS? FRS. Family radio service. Just buy more roll-up. 
Just buy exactly. a walkie-talkie from Walmart. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, literally well, and, and that's in the sense that you that, that if you feel that you need it and such, right? Because I understand that you two are radio enthusiasts and you guys are yeah. wanting to get into this and such. Um, from my standpoint, and airsoft and such, I don't use comms. I like I have used it in like a skirmish sense, and then exactly like Stephen said, Panthers are really big field. It's one of the biggest in Western Canada. It's great to be able to use that. I've seen people use the FRS radios. I've used them myself. Um, I've used the other more higher tech radios and such like the uv5r and stuff but um yeah in the sense of there i don't like the drag down and the lag behind it and everything like that so i would rather just you know uh play uh in a skirmish sense i use comms in the milsom sense because a lot of the times i end up um taking a lot more of a of an admin role so um that's where i utilize communications of obviously uh the radios because you need the dual band being able to communicate with multiple uh groups and such and that's where i definitely see the purpose for it and um that's where i again appreciate your guys's knowledge base on this mm-hmm. okay so let's blow another myth but now that we're talking about these out of the water here Mm-hmm. If you uh, program these, these can be programmed for multiple frequencies, which is uh, part of the reason why government doesn't like them. Okay, because they are open programmed, so you can program in frequencies that really mm-hmm. shouldn't be on. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a result, people are under this impression that because FRS frequencies are legal to use with FRS radios, that they can program their biofang with an FRS frequency and that makes them totally legal. It does not. Just transmitting on an amateur dual band radio, regardless of the frequency, if you're not licensed, is not kosher. <laughs> and same with the, and programming just because you're using a legal frequency for this doesn't mean that it's okay for this as well. So. There's multiple ways that it's not illegal. Now, you watch, you're going to have like a billion people commenting down there, but no one's ever going to catch us or prosecute us. And, and you know, it's like, there, yeah, there, are, that, there, that, are, that story. there are hand people that actually go out and actually try to catch people. Uh-uh. So, so uh, I, can't, I can't really speak to uh, what, you, what you choose to do mm. because I'm sort of in the same boat in certain ways. So that's a personal decision that everyone has to make. Just know that it is not legal. And then you make your decision based on that. Okay. Uh, are the, the, I said, inspectors uh, actively looking for you? No, not unless there's a complaint. Um, there aren't very many of them. I think there's maybe six in the whole province. And most of the time they're spent doing paperwork and uh, making sure that regulations associated with like commercial broadcasters are taken care of, but they do run uh, uh, roadblocks on forestry roads and they do follow up on um, interference complaints and investigations from other amateur radio people. So they are out there. They are the government body that regulates this. Um, I have, I have seen them. They do exist. if you're wondering what I said is, it is the uh, Innovation Science Economic Development Canada. And they also deal with a whole bunch of other stuff, but um, 
ham radio is part of their uh, their dealing. They the radio guys. They're basically the, they're basically the ATF of radios. They're the radio police. They're coming to coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the same as F- the FCC in the yeah. states. Ooh, they FCC. Their, yeah, they regulate the uh, the airwaves now. You may wonder why, 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 you know, air should be free. We should be able to get these signals and transmit as much as we want. Well, the reason why is because governments around the world lease the uh, frequencies out. Just like a realtor sells uh, properties in a neighborhood, the government sells off frequencies so that... um, so that your all your news organizations they all have least frequencies. Um, imagine how they would feel if some guy who was playing airsoft came somehow managed to take his bow thing and interfere with the you know the six o'clock news, right? So in a way, it's when you are transmitting somewhere where you don't have a license to be, it's the same as trespassing on someone else's property. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. And the penalties are actually quite severe too. So that's something to keep in mind. I couldn't me, believe what the penalties were. Let me let me pull up the uh, the spectrum chart here. I know we were talking about all kinds of stuff, but um, this is the spectrum chart for allocation for spectrums, and this mm-hmm. is where we sit at VHF and UHF. Uh, these are like the text is pretty small here, but. Let me just zoom in on some of this stuff. So this is where we exist. Um, VHF, UHF, and a lot of these are already sort of uh, like leased out and given away um, as far as uh, your spectrum band goes. Um, here's HF and then a lo- like, like I said, uh, there is literally a lot of lines here saying what is already in place. And God, what what did you what did you say there, uh, Stephen? Was uh, there there's not a lot of spectrum space, but there is a lot of users. Yeah, yeah. limited space, unlimited people. There you go, users. So uh, what the government is trying to do is they're not just it's not just a money grab. They're trying to control it so that it's not chaos on the airwaves, so that people aren't actively interfering with business or that's police. Going on. Fire, ambulance, mm-hmm. airline, military, airline, yeah. aircraft is a big one. Yeah, I would, I would understand that. Yeah, like the last thing you want is to screw with air traffic control. Yeah, yeah. You can listen to them though. Air bands yeah, are there. Listen it's, to them. Yeah. Just see, 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 see. Yeah. These, I don't even. I think we need to stop. We don't. I don't want to tell these airsoft kids how to do that. <laughs> we won't. There's already videos on it, unfortunately. But yeah, it's oh just. God. It's just one of those things where it, it comes in the territory of... Um, it's a tool that's out there. Yeah. I, I guess we b- bounce into two things. The legality issue of it as well. Um, that's, mm-hmm. That was the myth as well. Um, oh. shall, shall we move on here? Or do, you, do you have anything? Well, the last right? thing I was going to bring up was the uh, upgrading the uh, ah, antennas. Yes. Ah, yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. So uh, just like upgrading the power, uh, upgrading antennas isn't always the solution to getting better radio. Um, Baofengs especially. Um, because these are so susceptible to interference, Okay. the antenna itself is kind of mediocre. It's okay, but it's the best fit for this radio. If you put a good 
um, antenna. Let's try Let's try this antenna right here. On this radial, what happens is it compounds the problem with interference coming down. Oh, and the it, negative. It, yeah, so this actually attenuates, attenuates the signal a bit to keep the radio intact for longer. So you actually could toast your radios uh, quicker if you use a, oh. a good antenna. So, you know, short term, yeah, you probably get better better reception and better transmission. But long term, it's going to be worse off for your radio. You're better off with the stock. So that's true for a lot of, a lot of radios. Um, stock is quite often better. Uh, it's just a matter of testing them and testing them on what frequencies that you you happen to transmit on and once again you got to have the equipment to do that so mm -hmm. so i've got like a, a small antenna collection here i probably have about 20 antennas yeah because you like so, to tinker and test with them though so i do i do i like playing with them that's all part of radio is playing with stuff seeing so what we works have we have radio tech and we got tac the airsoft tech so Different hobby, same meaning. <laughs> exactly. So um, th that pretty much uh, does it for if you have any other questions or I, okay. ideas. So my next myth here that I actually have just been burning in my head that I wanted to ask, because I've always wondered this and uh, I've wondered if it's possible or if, they, if it's real, a civilian purchase anyway, uh, jammers. Jammers are totally illegal. Um, okay. Right. What, so, basically, what so the only are, way you're getting a yeah. jammer is through crime. It's a criminal act to. Uh, okay, don't do that, guys. You don't get a jammer. Basically, what you're doing is you're creating interference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that keeps someone else from being able to to travel, and that's the quickest way of getting uh, ISID on your butt. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And you know, okay. here's here's something to scare you. These you 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 don't see a lot of these ISID vans around because they don't need to be around. They can do their triangulation straight from their desks. They don't have to move. They can, they can listen in and pick three different listening points and triangulate in without leaving their desk. Okay. Once they find out what frequency the problem is on, they can find the origin by just in no time. I've, I've watched uh, uh, YouTube video of guy ham radio concepts or one of those uh, ham radio course or something like that where he shows some software that you can use that's accessible on the internet to uh to zero down the source of a signal really quick so imagine if they they you can do that yourself online what they they have what tools they have to do it yeah okay so jammers no movies uh thank you yeah yeah so that's yeah. that covers that. Yeah, you only see those jammers in military or law enforcement applications when it comes to things like, uh, I know you've probably seen it, but you go out there in Afghanistan and you have jammers for um, cell phone jammers so that no one can activate their cell phone to activate a uh, set bomb. Or they could do the same thing in reverse, which is basically activate the bomb by basically transmitting out Okay, so a, they do exist, but a again military and law enforcement use not available for civilian purchase, uh, unless through crime, and we don't uh, advocate for that. Nope. So guys, forget about the jammers. If we are talking about jam, most likely blueberry. Hmm. 
Good choice. Um, yeah, good choice. Yeah. Uh, right. So good. we'll move That's on bad. here. Uh, what types of uh, radios do we want to use for Airsoft? Um, let's ask Mac, actually. Let's see if he's absorbed anything. What, what do you think kind of radio that people mm. should be using? Okay. So a lot of the times um, I do get asked this question frequently. And obviously since um, my friendship with uh, yourself and uh, Mr. Sharp here, since I've met him and gotten to know him, uh, a lot of great advice has been uh, given. And so I have never recommended getting the Baofang radios um, just because of I know their horrible rap uh, from what Mr. Sharp has just informed everybody um, when it comes to their quality and or um, just kind of like the legality of it and stuff. Because the last thing you want guys is to have someone kick down your door and say that because you used a radio that you're getting in trouble like no guys don't put yourself in that boat um so a lot of the time when people ask me about comms and everything like that i actually just recommend like your local like walmart canadian tire like walkie talkie style radios because like for what you are trying to achieve it's pretty damn capable uh most of them come with uh preset channels varying from um, any number of like i don't i don't know i think you can get like three channels to like 12 channels or something like that right um and in that case, um, if you guys are playing airsoft and everything like that, you, you and your own group can kind of like find a channel to be on and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you guys are worried about other people listening in on your conversations, uh, that comes down to learning how to how to talk properly on a radio and using code words and such. Um, other than that, uh, like, yeah, that's what I recommend. Because if not, I recommend um, I, I sorry, back that up. So before I even recommend people getting into comms when it comes to airsoft is I recommend learning how to communicate beforehand because a lot of the time people don't even know how to move and communicate as a unit. So then when you throw comms into the mix and you have someone squawking in your ear while you're trying to engage in um you know, like a combat situation and stuff, it can be really daunting and stuff. And especially for the younger generation or the younger kids and stuff where they're screaming onto a radio and like, God, I, this is partly some of the reasons why I stopped using comms. And I'm sure Mr. Sharp, this is why you learned how to program your own stuff um, is because, you know, all of a sudden you've got some rando kid on your, on your frequency and he's just screaming into your ear about how there's an enemy over there. And you're like, over where, over there, over there by that tree. And it's like, Oh my God, we are in a forest. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, so that's where I stand. Um, I leave a lot of the, uh, air, uh, radio stuff for like the Sims and that's definitely where I've asked you guys for, um, more input and that's where you get into the higher quality radios and such because exactly like mr sharp uh alluded steps if anyone has been there that's the centerville uh milsom west event uh, that we usually go down to annually unfortunately these past uh most likely the second year uh we haven't been able to because of the current world situation but that is a massive massive game uh, area it's about 3300 acres of just cattle ranch uh so exactly like um uh, mr sharp has said like you know having the capability of being able to transmit in a vast distance and um that's where you can play around with your radios that's that's the place to do it yep um yeah, so what you're mentioning there, um, recommend kids or anyone who's not an expert. Ba yeah, basics, right? FRS exactly. radios is the way to go. FRS usually comes at bubble packs with two radios, so you're already oh, a hand by exactly. one radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I guess Cobras come sometimes come in four packs. Four packs. Motorola will come in fours as well. Depends on yeah. which packs you get, but highly recommend that commercial license mm-hmm. radios that you could use user friendly controls. Yeah, ready to go. Ready to go. You could also plug in a headset too, and there are plenty of Motorola headset plugs that you could plug in and also convert into your fancy headsets too if you need it. Right. This is one of the most basic ones, and I actually love this one the best. Like yeah. just the standard Motorola, like two prong headset. Like yeah. you can hear yeah. out of it, and you're able to uh, have like a nice push to talk. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. great. So yeah, um, as far as ham goes, um, for for what what do you think, Stephen? For for ham radio stuff, if you're if you're your ham radio license carrier, or if you want something a little bit of that extra, what what would you recommend for them other than Baofeng? Well, I would still recommend Baofeng, but the newer generation stuff. That um, is yeah. Sorry, it, specifically the UV5R is what I was saying. What I don't recommend because I know a lot of people just have it available everywhere. So there are UV5Rs now that are have been upgraded, in that, okay. and that there are certain companies that actually and they actually uh, have the certification for them. it. Like uh, BTEC and Radio Oddity, and okay. uh, that they make, they take the the Baofeng radio and they actually bring them up to spec. So there are, and then I think uh, uh, Baotech makes one for Yesu actually. I think it's oh, the okay. Yesu VX5 or something like that. So they actually, you can actually get Baofeng upgraded Baofeng radios if that's still you know your jam, and you can you can use them and you can guarantee that they're going to be good quality. It's okay. just that they're still out there. Do I think that we should, well, like I said, I think for skirmishes, they're not necessary. Now I say that with you all knowing that our whole team uses, you know, we're, we're pretty rigged up with, uh, with radio stuff. That's and because that, you train with them. If you train with them properly, you know how to mm-hmm. use them. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the big things, too, is that you guys are effective with that communication. It's not like you guys are just squawking on there, right? Like, We also, uh, since I've taken kind of responsibility for the radios, uh, and it's under my wing, so I'm very careful in in how we use them and, and that. So to us, there is a big advantage because most of us are old. So, you know, we don't have the legs, so we got to have some advantage to exactly, uh, exactly. You got to let each other know that the kids are flanking you, right? Yeah, so and it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, we can uh, sometimes totally dominate if the other team doesn't know what's going on, Mm -hmm. so that's the advantage to, to it. So, for most people, for skirmishes, I would say no, it's not needed now, not needed. But I guess if you want to look tactical, cool, I mean, Airsoft is a game of dress-up. Yep. So, you know, do what you want. You know what the consequences are. I'm not going to... I'm not going to come... I'm not going to be Karen. <laughs> okay, so... I, I want that radio, boy. <laughs> so, But I will tell you, there's a huge advantage to having a ham radio if you are licensed. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially so, if you're licensed. So, uh, for me, because there's so much I can do with it in a Milsim situation that mm-hmm. um, it's almost unfair. It's stupidly unfair. Um, I can scan uh, opposing teams' uh, 
frequencies and I can pick up what they're talking about. I can, uh, with a better radio, I can, I can go through terrain. I can go over terrain. I can, I can do so much more with it. So, you know, I mean, my, our, our particular radios, we can set up uh, any of them as a repeater on top okay. of a hill. And it means that half the teams on the other side of the, the hill can still talk to the uh, other side. So, so we're never without communications with, with our radios. Yep. But that's if so, you know your stuff with repeaters and as well as, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Or uh, with the right antenna, I mean, I can really boost with the right antenna and the right radio. Yeah. I can really boost my and range. And we're not even getting into the portion of uh, what you like is basically uh, um, including GPS on top of radio. Yeah, digital networking. Digital yeah, a few people are doing that in Airsoft. Ad, ad hoc so. networking. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I well, guess we will. We'll talk about that, but let's yeah. talk about the maybe the next one yeah, that's the, still relatively legal. And the, the next one is basically everyone already, yeah. everyone already has license for this with their cell phones yeah. and stuff. Um, using yeah. mobile networks, um, yeah. you already have this. This is a wireless device, this is a radio already. Yeah, and not a lot of people realize that you know you could use this as a like a two way system, and mm. it's much more complex than a standard radio system. Um, you could use things like Zello, for instance. That's a popular one. Um, yep, there you go. Uh, things like uh, Two Way, which is an app that you download on your phone. It basically looks like a radio, and you basically talk into it. Uh, okay. Marco Polo. Um, you could uh, Voxer. Uh, you could also use something as easy as like uh, if you have a friend that has a Apple Watch too. There is a walkie-talkie function on it as well. Really? Well, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. So. It's... Discord as well. You can use Discord. Yeah. There's an if, app on if... your phone. So the only <laughs> downside to the mobile networks is what do you rely on for mobile network? Cell towers, correct? Mm-hmm. You need a service. You need an infrastructure that's close by. So unfortunately at Panther, it's not close by. It's, it's pretty far unique. away. You get two to three bars of signal Panther. But hey, that's still good enough to get some sort of voice communication out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you uh, if you're at a mill sim like Crossfire where there's very little cell coverage, yeah, it was no good. So you know I, I want to give some props to our buddies at uh, back east at uh, Blacklines, who are uh, really gung ho about uh, push to talk on cellular with Zello. At first, I was really skeptical because I okay. thought, well, you know, what kind of uses for that for us because here in the West, we end up playing a lot of places where there's no cell coverage, yeah. either because it's way off the beaten path, or we've got mountains with no cell towers and no coverage and, and all the rest of that. So it doesn't completely answer our our needs, but it does work well in urban centers. Mm-hmm. So I can't really knock it. So. Even though we're not using it, I decided because I'm inquisitive and I like to tinker that I would try it out. Now, a lot of people will tell you, well, they don't want to use anything to do with cell phones because you take a cell phone on a field, you're risking maybe getting a BB and cracking it or breaking it. Well, most of these things, including Zello for, you know, $50 or less, you can buy yourself a Bluetooth 
um, speaker mic. And it works perfectly fine with your cell phone. Your cell phone can be packed in your pack and you can still be using it. Okay. The other advantage to this is to stop people like me. Um, I, can't, I can't decrypt your signals when you're using ah, Zelda. Okay. It's totally encrypted. Because it's on the mobile network. Yep. Yeah, and it's encrypted. And it's encrypted all the way through. Yeah, so I can't, I can't, if, if you, uh, if you're using a digital, uh, any sort of additional, uh, mode on, and even with, uh, squelch on there and all the rest of that with ham radio, I'm going to get you. I can decode it. I can find it. I can, uh, I can get it. No okay. problem. Yep. But if you're using something like this, it's going to be harder. Now, the thing about uh, Zello is uh, people like to push uh, the uh, push to talk devices themselves, which are like cell phone uh, walkie talkie type mm -hmm. devices. And they usually run, uh, I, would, I would say, a minimum of $200. And you need a separate cell plan for it. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're not cheap. So this is really an inexpensive way of going and getting into Zello. Okay. Using it. So you're, you're now, still using your cell phone to connect to the speaker box. Right. Instead of having like just kind of a direct access line that's solely for that. Because, yeah. Uh, that's a yeah, little expensive, yeah. Well, I was just going to say balancing like a whole nother plan because you want to have community. Yeah. Like, I understand the benefits of it maybe, but um, just for your average airsofter who doesn't have money already. <laughs> yeah, so you get something like this, and that solves all of your problems. You don't have to worry about that. You can use your same cell plan. There's the other problem is, is now you're using the battery on your cell phone to uh, okay. to and battery in here. This has got to charge as well. So mm -hmm. those are two things that uh, – but there are some advantages to the system, and it does keep you totally legal. Okay? Because you were using the – license yeah. on your phone yeah yeah it's already got a license your license for the 800 and the 1800 800. yeah 800 megahertz 1800 megahertz yeah yeah okay so let's talk about something else that was uh that is also licensed for the 800 and the 1800 um i like this. And that <laughs> mesh networking okay i won't go into too much details with it i can give you a little history with it because i started using mesh networking devices or hearing about them from my hiking and my outdoor stuff because uh oh okay is that just um that's like the signal boost for when you're out in a out of service area correct? no 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 it's you an create, entirely different way so what you're doing yeah. is you're creating your own personal network which can then be used in a certain range or a bubble yeah around you who has and another person who has a device as well will be able to talk to each other with that yeah okay. so if you have one of these devices uh and each member of your team has one they don't because of the uh they're high energy uh very short wavelength so they don't have a lot of range okay so they're very short so you may get a kilometer at most but if you have a bunch of guys spread out uh, across 10 kilometers, you mm -hmm. can get your message bounced from one person to the other all the way down to the guy at the end. Okay. Mesh work. Yeah. Or if you have someone on the opposing team that is also using 
same mesh networking devices, your signal can also bounce off him to one of your players, and he won't even it won't okay. he won't be able to intercept it at all. Yep, yeah. and wow. he can do the same with you. Okay, so yeah. so everybody at the field time. has one. Would be interesting. And everyone, to... the whole field would be. You're, you're never, you're never going to lose it. everybody because everybody's on the same mesh network. Yeah. That'd so be the funny. so the benefit is is you don't need a infrastructure. Uh, if you don't need the infrastructure, you don't need the cell coverage. The uh, the disadvantage is the once again it's the power into things. Now on this particular device, it also serves as a battery as well as a uh, as a mesh networking device. So I can actually power up my my phone. Well, using this, but you're sacrificing oh, it's like a battery. It does. It does. But it does both. Now, the other disadvantage, of course, is once again, you're using your phone as the interface for for this. This just does the transmitting. It right. takes the information from your phone. Your and phone is the it. interface. So you could send text message. You could send a radio call. You could even send a phone call if you wanted to. I can send pictures. I can send a text. I can send map locations. I can you send... can use the GPS on a phone for the map locations. Yeah, I can I can send it all, and then I, I if I see someone sees an enemy five kilometers away in a certain, they can ping the map and send that broadcast that, and we can all get it on our uh, on our phones from so this device. You have to have an app as well on your phone that is designed yeah. to work with the uh, mesh network. Yeah, oh, okay. so it's, so it's the a very yeah. interesting and brand new concept, and I love it because you're taking away infrastructure that you require and you're basically using a system that meshes other people together expensive but the benefit is what sharpest I there. yeah i definitely see the point behind that that's definitely hmm. yeah so that's a little bit more advanced a map, <laughs> a map like uh using your google maps and ping in a location on it from this, I mean, of course, you have to have those maps saved ahead of time. Yeah. Right? Don't, but the problem is you're yeah. not actually connecting to a cell tower network. Yeah. You are offline, yeah. but everybody else is connected in this local area network or mesh network. It's a small, yeah. small circle. Yeah. 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 So this is kind of my interest in radios, period, with networking. For So this gets into, like, APRS. So this is all digital packaged uh, information. So it usually gets sent in packets. So you're not getting like in real time information. It takes a couple seconds for that digital package to make it wherever it's going. Okay. So what you're getting is you're getting a canned message. So you'll get a, a ping and oh, there's a message and you'll hit play and you'll get the message or you'll get the the map. It's not in real time, having conversation back and forth like you would with a uh, regular radio. These right. are packets. So um, I do all sorts of networking, like uh, Koi was mentioning, I do APRS, which allows me to also uh, track positions on a map. So that's something else that uses packet radio. It can also send messages along with it. That gets so, deep. That gets deep into the radio hobbyists yeah, at that point. It does. Not, it gets not, really, we won't really. dive into that because that's an entire topic on its own. So why don't we go over the last radio? I think is your uh, just. It's kind of a yeah. So yeah. these are I basically I, I just repo 
like reproduction radios, what you have is it. basically just a Baofeng inside a shell of a ANPRC-152. A lot of people love 152s because of the fact that you see them in real-world military applications. Please note that you are not getting a one-to-one -one exact replica of a real PRC-152 radio. Why? Encryption. You're never going to get them, ever. Do not even attempt to get one. Trust me, it is highly illegal. You get away with the U.S. Army's encryption, you're basically going to jail. That's called crime. Yep. So, things like these, six pins, people die for it. But after having one, honestly, it's not worth it. Trust me. The cost of getting something authentic is not worth the price of the radio. I could get, you know, uh, what is this? Like, this is almost like 400 bucks right here. Yeah. And you're looking at, like, what is that? Like, how many balls? You can buy yourself like, a really, really nice yeah, radio. You can, you can get a much nicer so basically, radio. So basically yeah. what you're saying, Poi, is you want to sell that. You are tired of it. You don't, no, no, you no. don't need that. No, I mean that's what I. No, this I is airsoft. It's okay, also bollocks. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Hey, we'll talk this weekend. It boy. looks it's okay. good. I'm not. We'll selling. talk this weekend. Boy, boy, it looks we'll good on week. photos. Okay. Boy, we'll talk this weekend. Okay, so this brings up the other uh, topic, which was basically looks. I mean, airsoft's mm. ninety percent looks, all about right? Looks, yeah. So that fits in with the looks and the things. Looks over function, right? Yep. Hundred percent. That's the same way that yeah, all the other bits and pieces that fit in there also do i mean i always laugh at the people that buy these really expensive headsets and they plug them into a baofeng radio <laughs> yep. you know yeah they brag and they flex on everyone else about how great their you know their comm system is and the heart of the comm system is a piece of doo-doo so let's let's jump <laughs> into it accessories uh oh hold on one more radio one more radio. Oh, this is an this is an SDR radio. Oh, right here, right here. This dongle right here, that's the radio. That's how I oh. scan and I find out who uh, who's t talking to who and what they're saying. I plug that into a laptop, and uh, the other end goes into uh, an antenna, and I run it through software on my laptop. And I just scan, and I can find out. So what oh he's saying, God. guys, if you if you see radar <clears throat> out at a mill sim with the laptop, run or no, buy a assault, Zello. assault, <laughs> assault. Take him out. <laughs> he knows what we're doing. You're, you're dangerous, Mister Sharp. <laughs> yeah. So that's the last last radio. There's only a few of us using it. There's a lot of people that get upset when I bring that up because they think it's such an unfair advantage that I can. I can now, I can get their, uh, their comms. <laughs> doesn't matter what they do. You know, those CTCSS privacy codes that everyone yep. uses and all the rest Lock of that. It doesn't codes, matter. Yeah. I can it doesn't get matter. it. doesn't matter. If I they're digital, I can still get it. I know how to do the same thing with the, which is just standard bell fang and just scanning through. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, yeah. let's just jump into okay. it. Uh, accessories, uh, headsets. Mm -hmm. Why, why do people need them? I personally do not like using them. Again, just for looks, but for you guys personally. Uh, well, you've shot. Well, come on, you've shot real steel with those. Yes, right? with uh, our with our, like because I know you and I have done that. 
Yes, and so I use, I've, yeah. I've shot real steel with these. Um, they work fine. Um, honestly, I would just get a standard, like, uh, what are the walkers, and just put them on. If you're just some, shooting real steel. Or some 3M. Yeah. yeah, or some 3M yeah. stuff or something. 3M stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah honestly, um, personally, if I have to lug around a, heads a headset on a Milsim, I'd rather not. Because it's I just, think where it's Airsoft is concerned, it's not really necessary to have the uh, that quality. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it, because if you can afford it and it makes you feel good, then go for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you think that it's giving you any real benefit, it's maybe giving you some benefit over like Opsman M32s or something really cheap. Sure, but as long as you, uh, for where ear protection is concerned, yeah, it's probably yeah. really Milsim good. West. Milsim West, yeah. But where comms are concerned, you're not really getting anything for your money out of it. You're putting a lot of money into it that you could probably make yourself a better player putting into mm -hmm. something else. Mm -hmm. Into something quality, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Another one is speaker boxes. Now, yeah. I am a big fan of speaker boxes. I do not like my radio being like over here too much again with the antenna um being have to be straight up i like to keep my antenna at you know at my uh, belt area here at the back or in my backpack and then a speaker box right here um mm -hmm. i prefer it because i could tone down the volume of my uh something like this i could just turn down the volume and then basically I could just hear a whisper in my ear if it's too loud because I'm in a quiet area. And then I could jack it up if I'm in a firefight. That's it. Um, yeah, I prefer speaker boxes. Uh, what about you guys? I'm mixed. I yeah. uh, both. Uh, I have uh, headsets. I've got a, a Code Red. Uh, let's see, where are we here? Uh, pull it off my rig. Okay, so I've got a Code Red headset, which is really light and uh, works profile, really, really yeah. well, but it's also very expensive. And I'm not sure whether I really get my money's worth out of it. I mean, yes, it's really good and paired with a really good radio. It You're getting something really nice, but I, when it comes to headsets, uh, well, here, let me show you something. Now, I'm not paid by this company, so. Sponsor us. Sponsor, sponsor me, sponsor me. Let's get your Okay, so. Almost the same kind of setup here 10% mm -hmm. the price. Oh. Same quality of sound. This is a Retivus. Oh, so, yeah. so, and nicer. Uh, Nicer PTT, push the actually. Push the talk, yeah. yeah, nicer than than on, on the Code Red. So what can I say? I mean, I use that, and I'll use, depending on my load, uh, what, what I'm using, I'll use speaker mics as well, because sometimes I need a dual PTT that mm -hmm. I can access both channels at, at simultaneously, and I can only get those in a, in a speaker mic right now. So... I run that kind of on my Russian rig while I'm trying to figure out how I can wire my uh, my Russian ear pro. Yeah. <laughs> um, since we're going into push to talk, um, standard push to talk stuff uh, for for headsets and stuff. This is just a uh, 
Oh, what is this? U94. Um, push to talk. As you can see there. Sorry, the light isn't as good. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Is that the and Earmore one? No, it is not. No. This is the standard issue uh, U97 um, sort of push to talk that plugs into my... Keltors and Sordans. Keltors, yeah. Sordans. Yeah. Uh, all the standard U.S. military, you know, issue stuff. As you can see here, right there, right there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think my, my earmores are in the now, same one. Now, the ones. only reason I got this was because, A, it, again, for looks. The problem is, when you're going for the looks, you know, a, a push-to-talk like this already will cost you, like, you know, at least 100 to 150 or something like that. Way too expensive. Peltorus itself, my god, that's going to cost you another what, like... Arm and a leg. Three, 300 or something. If Guys, you want, yeah, do quality not, it, if you're going for the look, yeah, I mean, go for it. But to get functional working stuff, it's very difficult. Then you would need something like an amplified. You need to amplify your actual like 152s to get actual like working condition stuff because they are not designed to be used for, you know, something that is essentially not working or fake there are people out there that actually modify these to amplify to a headset and as well as to be able to speak uh through it um it's just honestly it's just too much work i wish i'd never gotten into it because you're just basically throwing money into the wall and you're probably not going to use it so if you're going for looks just just yeah and and you're going for that one-to-one -one, <laughs> good luck um, yeah, so that's my push to talk. I prefer, honestly, the speaker box than anything else because it's simple, it's easy, and I don't have to bother with having to use a headset and then the headset battery running out. And mm. I sweat a lot, so the headset kind of just... It kind of gets gross at the end of the day. And... I find no matter what I do, if I'm wearing, like, a full comprehensive headset with the cushions it doesn't matter how soft they are i always my ears are in pain at the end of the yeah, day yeah so that is yeah. the biggest sacrifice you're gonna get i don't know how these actual real operators deal with it yes they're gonna have the nice stuff with gels and stuff but at the end of the day it's like how do they these guys do it well they train it's train so train yeah and uh yeah sometimes their lives depend on it that's why they're so damn expensive to begin with so yeah i just if you're going to dive into radios, it is, again, for the looks, it's a separate hobby on its own. Not really a hobby, more like uh, you're, you're a purist at that point. Well, I would say like looks and functionality are two different categories in that If you're trying to mix both, good luck. It's just yeah. you're paying for the real deal, and mm. they're not reasonable at all for price. Your pockets better be deep. Yeah. I think it's really cool as a hobbyist to collect that stuff, though. Yes, if you're really it into is. it, you yeah. got all the parts, I think. That is me right there. Yeah. I mean, I could see me doing that, which is the reason why I'm not doing it, because uh, <laughs> it is a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. Oh, I know, right? It's like, boy, sell me that radio. Don't play around, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it for accessories. I don't really have any more accessory types for this i know i listed down antennas but uh, we've already talked about it and uh as for connection types um a lot of connections that you get for radios are 
are also like one of those things where you got to watch out because some of it is proprietary for a certain radio system or a a headset or whatever. It's just it's just one of those things where once you dive into one thing, you got to make sure that you have the connection type for it, right? The most popular one being the Kenwood. And oh, those are uh, what are those? SMA connectors. These are relocation cables so that if you want to run uh, uh your antennas off of your radio. Off of your radio, yeah. So you can yeah, run it off your rig. Important. You can run it off your yeah. uh like higher you get that antenna, the better it is. So if you run a radio down by your waist or you run a radio uh in some other position where you think that it's gonna your body's gonna be blocking it, if you can just move the antenna away from that pouch and get it up higher, then that's uh that's yeah. something that you should that's do. That's why in Milsims you'll see me just take my radio out of my pouch and then literally bring it up to height level like this. Or actually I just unwind this. Um take this out of the Velcro and then it goes all the way up. And then actually bring it up. Yeah. It's it's effective to get proper communication out. But there's two there's there's uh, that's another uh trap. Okay, so here's two relocation cables. There's many out there. There are many out there, but these ones are mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, thicker the better, just like me. Yep. Uh, it's uh, you get much more line loss with these uh, the the smaller relocation ones. And the other mm -hmm. thing is, when you're buying antennas, so you want to upgrade antennas upgrade the connection because these little SMA connect connectors on them, um, as you take them on and off your radio, what happens is you strip uh, little bits off the connectors over time and you start getting line loss. That's one problem. The other problem is uh, they break. This is a point of weakness. So if you can get a better connector, that's a start right, right there. So you'll get better... Uh, better conductivity through it and like i said thicker the better so that's kind of what you're looking for mm. for with antennas um you got anything else to add for accessories there uh, we didn't go over antennas as in looks i guess the old military tactical looking flat blade and that is it uh as it good as some it of the other ones out? nah so those are the ones that like fold out correct yep yeah so they're okay to be folded if you're okay older. so some of them are are okay depending on which frequency you're using they are not bad now he's probably gonna go oh, all the way out wow. yeah it's <laughs> probably gonna go all the whole two meters yep it is yeah god boy i gotta put this way yeah. Okay, so depending on which ones you get, uh, they they will do okay. Like this particular mm -hmm. one is an A-Breed made by Balfey. Mm -hmm. It You see a lot of people with them, and they do okay in VHF. They do not do well in UHF VHF, unless you yeah. keep it folded. Oh, okay. really? Yep. So the other one you see people using all the time is a Nagoya, or fake Nagoyas, really, 771s. And they're probably probably the easiest one to get and probably the the best out there for your average person to buy there i wouldn't say they are the best but they are uh really good and as you can see 
The connectors on all of mine are BNC connectors so that I'm not going to snap off anything off my radio when I'm using these. And especially with these flat ones, they're top heavy. Yeah, you can uh, more of these snap off radio connections than anything else. Mm -hmm. And then my uh, last radio uh, antenna is the weaved antenna. Ah, yes. You want to be super tactical. Okay. It's weaved all the way around to the, my front pack. Now, it's not just a relocation cable. It is the antenna. So, so is, is, it, is it broadcasting all? It's like broadcasting yes, all around yes, your body? Yes, it oh, is. Oh, wow. That's all the way through the weave. Okay. Yep. The whole thing. Now, is it as good as uh, some of those others I showed you? No, it's not. But it looks cool. Yes. Yeah, yes, you can basically fun. hide the antenna. Yeah. So if you really want, you could just basically take that antenna, uncoil it, and then run it on like uh, a string or something, and pull it all yeah. the way up a tree. Then it's more. That's what this one's for. This is uh, called a J-pull uh, roll-up antenna. Yep. And this is for people like me that like our RTOs. You uh, roll it up a tree. This is probably the best antenna. I've got mobile antennas. I've got all sorts of other ones. This antenna right here. If I run it up a tree branch. Best antenna I have yep. by far. So if you see me and I'm not running away from your gun, it's probably because I'm trying to get this out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> that costs more. <laughs> and, uh, why, did I, why did I unravel it for this game? <laughs> yeah, because this is a fantastic um, little tool. So the other advantage to these BNC connectors uh, are we here? Is, is plug and play. You can just Put them on Plug the radio. Yep. Really, no problem. So, last part. This is going to be helpful for those of you that are having problems with reception in, and uh, even with a good antenna. Okay, so what I have here is called a rat's tail. <laughs> it is a counterpoise. So, see if I can find an antenna to work this. Oh, here we are. So... What this is, is it creates a, a ground plane with your radio. So it means that while you're, you are part of the ground plane to your radio when you are holding it. Okay? So it sort of reflects some of that signal back onto the antenna and you get a better signal. When you're not holding your radio, you don't really have the best ground plane. So what this does is this goes between your connector on the radio and the antenna and you screw it in or anywhere else you have a ground like uh, on your radio and this will will guarantee that you will get a better signal reception so very easy these these can be homemade very easily just uh, look up rat's tail or uh counterpoise on the um the the internets is is that like a ground Yes. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of how that works. And it's very cheap, very easily made. You can get the instructions off of YouTube and improve this is, this the quality is just, of your radio. This is just expert advice from uh, Mr. Sharp here. <laughs> Last of all, do not use this. Why would people use all. that? That is stupid. I see so many people using stubbies. They're, they're not cool. They are they, they are crap. They're ineffective. <laughs> they are yeah. ineffective. So with with the Can length with the <laughs> length of 
of radio uh with radio antennas like a stubby just defeats the purpose of the antenna um yeah. I, I know what they're trying to do inside they're trying to coil that thing as much as they can inside but ultimately it's just it's just bad we know it's all about the length mm -hmm. so you wonder why do i have all this stuff because i'm testing all these things to see how they run so when I say something's crap, it's because I've actually run the tests on it. Yeah, believe him. <laughs> Better believe him. Yeah. So that's that's basically it. I think we covered all of the... Uh... Yeah, that's a lot of accessories. Uh, and obviously, there's like varying upgrades and companies and, and styles and stuff like that that you can achieve and stuff. But yeah. Well, if anyone yeah. has any questions, they can always talk to me on the field. Yep. Oh, I'm yeah. not shy. Exactly. Yes. Always. If you ever want to talk to Mr. Sharp about radios, it's the best icebreaker. Go up to oh, him and gosh. say, hey. Just make sure you uh, bring a chair and donuts and drink because it's going to be a while. <laughs> but we love it, though. We love it. Oh, but yeah, you definitely have a vast, uh, you know, storage of, of knowledge there. And I appreciate the two of you being able to just kind of like dump this on me here. So now that we've gotten over radios, and everything we need to know about it. Thank you, Stephen, by the way, because that is actually some good information that I didn't know about as well for some of it. Um, again, I am just new to this hobby um, of, you know, ha like with, with my ham radio license, I'm still pretty new, even even though I've had it, had it for two years. But what I'm not new at is uh, how to effectively use it. Um, for me, I've come from a sort of a Milson background since like 2000, like early 2000s, playing video games and such, uh, you know, being out in TeamSpeak, Discord, uh, Ventrilo even back then, um, we're still using like sort of the, the lowest form of communication, which is basically like using um, these programs to talk to other people online and how to effectively communicate with it. Um, so things are still the same in the radio world. So I gotten to use or gotten used to using radios in in the video game world or in Milsim worlds and then applied it to real life and it's still the same thing. Um, I have a link below on how to communicate effectively in Airsoft. Um, so I'll go over some of the uh, sort of uh, like radio procedures and how to effectively use radios in Airsoft or in in this case, uh, this is what I took from my video game background and applied it to Airsoft. Um, so I'll go over some of the uh, simplest. It's it's a pretty short sort of a sort of a guide on how to use radios. Um, a lot of people tend to think that they know how to use the radios. Um, I'm sure, Stephen, you 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 know when you go out to a public channel in Panther with FRS uh, channels, you'll you'll find that some people just to not know how to use a radio properly they think it is a toy phone basically and yeah just oh tell God. their entire story in one go hold that push to talk and go um hold on uh uh what was it oh yeah no they're they're like at that building over there yeah i don't really know but anyways uh hey what's that and you know it just continues right and it's not yeah we don't need to hear people's play-by-play -play what's going I... on over the airwaves <laughs> it is just annoying and with radios it is one-way communication you're just you're holding up the goddamn line for someone else to pass information along to someone else exactly right and 
properly communicating on a radio net is probably the most important thing other than having a radio um having uh, an effective um like communication net with 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 squads and your teammates is is good situational awareness and that's what you got to understand is uh, like radios are a tool to use to to it's it's like another layer that you could use to effectively beat the other team you know you you already have steven over here trying to figure out how to get to the enemy's radios by defeating their uh ctcs and dcts and stuff because he, he wants to know what's happening on the other side why do you want to know because it, it it's vital information for the enemy team right and if you're using it properly yeah then 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 it makes your job easier um mr sharp because you know what the enemy team's doing um so i'll go over a little bit of uh like ABCs of radios, radio procedures, net and organization, and then pro words and abbreviations. Those are probably the most important things that you're going to go over. But uh, let's start off with uh, ABCs of communication, uh, radio communications. So you have A, which is accuracy, meaning accurately phrasing or phrasing accurate information, location, description, and distance um, to your teammates or your squad net or your platoon net. Um, information must be true to what you see. Don't exaggerate things, right? That's the most important because when people communicate out into the squad net, they'll be like, oh, there's like at least two two squads worth in there, but really he didn't see anything and he's just overestimating the amount of people that they have in there. Next thing is brevity. Uh, that's B, brevity. Meaning, using proper radio procedures to formulate your message in one transmission. Uh, it needs to be short and to the point without unnecessary words, breaks, pauses. So, uh, that phrase, think before you push the talk, is is the number one priority. So, you got to formulate your words in your head before you push to talk. I think that's that's pretty important because of the fact that you just we just don't want to hear the whole story you want to hear the short form what is the most important information you know give it to us and give it to us at the at the shortest amount of time and the shortest amount of airwave um and then next one is c which is clarity it means your message must remain clear and understandable using proper word uh, pro words phonetics and uh call signs and and sometimes when you have really bad accents just slow down because we could understand you better when you've slowed down your words a little bit better and you've enunciated it a little bit better um so that's the abcs of radio communication um as an example it'll be like you know this is poi uh mac do you read this is mac go for mac yeah um where's tack by the way uh, he's dying. Okay. Uh, this is Poi out. Copy. We will uh, check back on him <laughs> later. So that is the fastest way to communicate someone, you know, one way. Um, having so, clear breaks, right? Yeah, having clear breaks. Now we'll we'll get into the uh, radio procedures now on how to actually structure mm. your um your signal or uh, components of your signal. Uh, you start off with your call sign. So I started off with Poi, making sure 
or I started off with Mac. I'm trying to reach Mac, right? So Mac, this is Poi, right? You're trying to reach the right person, so you're calling up the receiver. And then once I've established the traffic, which is basically Mac replying to me saying, hey, it's Mac, go ahead, right? That means that the receiver is listening and he's ready to, you know, he's, he's, he's open ears and ready to receive information. Don't just do this and be like, Mac, this is Poi. Um, anyways, uh, the, the enemy's over there and, you know, by the time you lift up your headset, you're, you're already mid-sentence and you're trying to listen in. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Right. Yeah, so, without a clear indication of that, I'm ready to be able to receive the yeah. information. And then once, once you know, Max says he's you know he's here. Go ahead. Um, then your message is basically the message you want to send out to him is basically the information you want to re the inf the message, basically the information or the report you want to relay to the receiver. So you you send him the information that he needs, and then end it from there. Make it as short as possible. Don't don't like do it. My my my, my worst sort of a pet thief when it comes to radio usage for a lot of people is uh, I, I know Stephen you probably heard this but like um uh uh hold on uh I don't know hold on stuff like that like cut that out and make it a short sweet message as much as possible so I'll be like you know I'm, I'm gonna reach like there if, if I'm gonna send a report I'll be like contact multiple multiple enemies to my 12 o'clock at fortress need backup over there you go something like that short and sweet so that you could just get on with it and then they could sort of collaborate or send back an information saying roger that message receive we'll send a qrf out to your location out you know something like that which is sweet and precise and you know what they're sending over Exactly. Informs and you of what the thing yeah. with that is if you aren't prepared to come up with some sort of a response, let the person know that you're you're taking a minute to formulate your response. Yeah. So, you know, say uh, you know, wait. Yeah. You know, and then so, they know they're waiting for your response. Yeah. Um and never <laughs> ever break into their conversation unless you have something more important to say. And that better damn well be important. Yeah. In which case, you just say break, and then if they feel it's important, yeah. Let so you we'll in. we'll get into the <laughs> pro words. We'll get into the pro words and abbreviations for that because there is a lot of things. Um, there's lingo. There's a lot of lingo that goes on in the radio communication, and there is many ways to use this. And again, it's one of those things where I find it funny with uh, with Hollywood and using radio abbreviations and lingos is. They just don't know the radio procedures, and it's sometimes sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's so... hella funny to to read through some of it. Um, if you wanna see what proper lingos are, um, or military lingos, uh, go watch a show called uh, what is it? Uh, Generation Kill. Generation Kill. That is the most accurate oh, depiction of radio military radios to ever use. Um, so I don't know what they have against Lucky Stars, though, or. <laughs> Um, so again, um, you know, I'll use an example here. So, you know, call sign, establish traffic, message, and traffic. So I'll be like, radar, this is um one one. Do you read over? That's that's and I, I might go um I'm one one. One one, this is radar. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. acknowledge acknowledge, go send traffic. Okay, so I'll be like 
Uh, Roger, uh, pass information along to command. Be advised, uh, two squads moving, two enemy squads moving from south to north on MSR, let's say Bradley. Uh, uh, and then it'll be like over. And then, and then you're. And then I would go, Roger, and then I would repeat what you just said. And yep. then. Or I, yeah, I could say something at the end of my sentence. I could yeah. be like, "How copy over," and yeah. then you're gonna basically repeat the same thing. Yeah. And then I'd be like, "Good copy. This is one one out, right?" And uh, proper words like that are like you gotta you gotta practice like long and hard with your teammates to communicate properly and effectively. Um, you gotta do it regularly too. You gotta because do it regularly. <laughs> um. In, in in certain milsims, uh, certain uh, commanders uh, that I know how to talk to, I could just banter on with them on the radio properly and effectively, especially when I have information from my teammates coming into me, and then I have to send that up to the chain of command. So that's mm -hmm. how you properly use a radio, because knowing is half the battle in Airsoft. Once command knows of a certain movement at a certain location, right, I send that to the chain, basically he... He basically relays another like a, a, a squad to then either try to pincer them or move in to support or even have a backup contingency plan just in case we get wiped out from, from this movement of troops that are coming towards us. So it's vital for information to be passed along to chain of command because of the fact that it is it is just essential, especially in Milsom West, right? It's, yeah. When you have an entire platoon or like two squads moving at you and you don't relay that to your headquarters, that is bad because A, they don't know what just happened to you and B, they don't know how to, you know, they, they, just, they just don't know what's coming towards the headquarters as well. That's why you have things like uh, LPOP or, you know, um, sort of listening post in, in, in a headquarters element so that they know that that they could rely on, you know, a uh, a trifecta of of men that are posted out away from the headquarters and they would radio in saying, "Hey, it would be like command, this is LPOP1, do you read?" and then command goes, "Command, this is command, go ahead." Uh LPOP2 uh command be advised that there is movements on the northern quadrant at our position how copy over and command goes this is command there is movement at lpop2 wait one and then be like roger we're going to send qrf to your location five mics out over and then something like that where they could send a qrf to a certain location and then deal with the threat that is as easy communication as you can get, the most simplest form as you can get. So that's radio procedures right there. Now, not a lot of people do the next portion of this is basically net and organization. Um, organization is probably the biggest factor in a milsim. Um, having a proper platoon size element with squads in it is important, but the net and communication portion is even more important, or if that is even a word, sorry. Um, so radio net is you're assigning a frequency to each squad and a platoon. Um, if you have a company level, then that's really all up to you. 
But a squad net is basically the lowest point of the chain of command. This is where radio discipline is a bit more laxed. You could have a little bit more banter on the radio. You can dick around and do whatever, right? It'd be like, hey, uh, Mac, you read? Yeah, I read. Yeah, uh, I know you're like 20 feet away, but I can smell your stench over here, over. Okay, man, yo, it's not my fault that we haven't showered over. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this is point out. Yeah, well, like inter-squad channels are definitely a lot more personal. And, yeah, um, you can just use names. You don't have to use call signs or anything. Well, they're um, closer. They're closer, exactly. Yeah, what's, what's the enemy going to do with the name Mac, right? Like, what are they going to do? Nothing. Well, and in most of those senses, like, um, like inter squad, like communications, like, especially if it's like, yeah, if it's inner, inner squad or in a fire team or anything like that, like most of the times those are only used, um, when you are just outside of earshot. Yeah. Right. Because other than that, most communication is either, yeah, uh, through I mean, sometimes or... a squad net won't even have radios. They are just earshot of each other. It, most of the time yeah. that is how it is right so you won't have that and that's why it's really important to be able to communicate effectively without, without it, it and yeah. then and then it's a huge assist when you do because yes again it's more of a command structure or like a command asset to be able to kind of allocate all of your troops and yeah, know in like in real time right yeah what you're doing As is i understand it isn't there uh is is everyone allowed to take a radio and mill so only the, the only the, the squad leaders are allowed to but if you have your own personal radios right like motorola radios they're, they're totally fine with it as long as you're not dicking around with the actual platoon net that is the most important one which we'll get into later but for squad net it's basically short distance short range so you're using much more weaker radio so you don't really need to go far or anything you're not going you know a kilometer or two over there you know if you are then what are you doing as a squad honestly right you're not working effectively as a squad when you're when you're stretched out a couple of kilometers you work no, better a squad, locally a squad, a squad is not stretched over a kilometer. yeah Maybe so what 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 radios does for a small squad is basically allows you to stretch that line a little bit further right while keeping constant communication with your squad leader right you're not overstretching it at that point so next up to this is the platoon net this uses uh this is to communicate with your platoon leader platoon second in command your platoon rto if you have an rto which is in this case is probably going to be steven <laughs> with his with his antenna all the way up the tree um or other squad leaders or support even so radio discipline is enforce with using proper call signs you know your abc radio and and your radio procedures um this net is to provide important traffic to all squads so that it's vital for you know it's vital for everybody to keep this open and clear sort of like how real life ham radio works and you don't just blabble on on net and talk about how your weekend was well you not for nets you do afterwards. Yeah. After the net's over with. Exactly. Hey, switch over to the switch over to channel two. And, then say, and like over. everything, the nets have a minder. Yeah. 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 So yeah. this is where you have to practice proper communication because you're basically dealing with another squad leader who is not your personal friend or anything like that. It is another person that does not know you, does not know your banter, does not know your what? He just needs the information. He just, he just he wants needs. the information precise. Be like, 
Um, and it should be the same for you. Yeah, so something like in uh, in, in our recent milsim, I'll be like, uh, I usually use the call sign Misfit because of the fact that I tend to grab the ragtag group and they're a bunch of misfits and they usually don't work together, but I make them work together at the end of the day. So I am misfit and then I'll go like, yeah, I'll go like, command, this is Mitfis. misfit actual, do you read? And then they go, this is command, go ahead. Uh, be advised, Misfit Actual moving up on MSR. Um, if you guys wonder what MSR is, that means it's main supply route or like a main sort of a path or whatever. I'll be like MSR, something like Fortress Road or something like that. And then that, uh, I'm just providing update to what my squad is doing. So I'll be like, Command, this is Misfit Actual. Do you read? And then Command goes, Misfit Actual, go ahead. This is Command. And then I'll go like, Misfit, be advised, Misfit misfit squad moving up msr uh fortress road heading north towards um what is it uh like cabins uh we'll update you when we've stopped out or over and then command goes roger that roger that on the update thanks out and then that's it when 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 the when when someone says out that means uh, all communications has stopped when someone says over, that means that my my turn is over. It's your turn to to communicate. Um, don't. Well, I guess we'll jump into a little bit of the pro words here. If someone says over and out, that's kind of confusing. Uh, a lot of movies do that because it's kind of stupid. So when you say over and then out, you're basically telling the other dude is like, "I'm done talking. You can talk." But hey, guess what? Uh, this com- this conversation's done. And uh, it's kind of stupid, (laughs) (laughs) which I find funny because I I hear, um, especially uh, just say out. Well, especially with newbies uh, who knows like who's who's only watch uh, like how to use uh, um, airsoft uh, like uh, like movies on Mm -hmm. uh, on radio communications. It's like you hear them say over and out, and kind of going, I I guess I can't respond back. That is like Mm -hmm. I can't. How can I come back to that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's my big like quarrel with ham radio. They say clear. Yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. Someone's so clear. That means they're done. They're yeah. gone. <laughs> but in, in mil in military, it's over because there's nothing really over over over. <laughs> um, the last net that you probably want to reserve is the admin net. So especially for uh, like big milsim games, uh, having written down the admin net is also good just in case for emergencies. And stuff so you write that down but you don't banter on this channel actually you probably do um if if you know the admin really well in this case i know julian you'd be like julian i need help <laughs> something like that on a milsim game um so those are the net and organizations uh you could do as you please if you're in a milsim you probably want to follow these rules but most of the time everyone will just follow the squad net which is what you guys use at marauders right Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're a little more complex than that because we are a bigger organization than just Marauders. Yeah. We're also a. Uh, I know you work with other teams. We're, we're, we're an alliance of teams. So JTF is an alliance of three teams plus a couple. Extras. But they have their own squad net at that point, right? They have their own squad things but we have our we have an overall one so we can all talk and then we also have a marauders one so yeah. we generally work with both at the yeah. same time 
But with your with your squad net, I'm sure you get more banter than with the overall um, like platoon net or something like that that you get. Well, there's with. usually singing and uh, and other singing. things going on. Yeah, I, I hear you guys are singing. I know. I'm like, I wish I could hear the radio right now. <laughs> uh, David probably singing like heck. So. <laughs> Um, so some pro words and abbreviations that you guys probably will, will know or, or should know. Um, do you guys know what alpha phonetic or, or not alpha, a phonetical alphabet is mm -hmm. like alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, right? So learning those words and how to spell them because nothing, nothing's more, nothing's worse than going, uh, what, what's, what's like S and like. If if you're spelling out names and stuff, and it's much harder for you to spell it out, you'd be like, uh, yeah, we're at the uh, what is this place? Uh, uh, Cedar Canter Road, and then you have to spell it out. You'd be like, uh, uh, C E D E, right? It'd be like, go like Charlie Echo Delta Echo Delta. You know, it's. I have a hard time remembering N for some reason. November. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason I remember it so well is because I used to work at a call center, so I would constantly have to do that with other people. And the easiest way for me to do it was through, um, uh, uh, like phonetics. It's it's so mm -hmm. much easier to communicate with someone when you're saying like, you know, Sierra, Victor, Delta. You know, because it was like. W or whiskey, you know, X-ray, Quebec, Zulu, you know, stuff like that. It's much easier to to spell it out. And then when when you get people that don't understand that, then it's even more difficult. You'd be like, ah, uh, S, just just S, and then V, V, as in like, it really does simplify. It does uh, simplify if, if you know the alphabet. Just because sometimes, um, like when you're spelling things, things can get lost in translation. Oh right? yeah. So like you know if you're all like QX five three five one yeah. you know WX nine same same thing for like, numbers too you gotta make sure yeah. you enunciate them like five or yeah. seven six or nine or five or one three whiskey tango foxtrot yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, I, think, I think that's our I think that's, that's my favorite my favorite <laughs> um so another pro word that you could use is uh, if if you really need something blurted out there right away, it'd be like, um, is contact. If your squad hits a contact, you could say something along the lines of, HQ, this is misfit actual contact. Wait. And then you could. You when could, you get a clearing, you can, you can describe. Yeah. Further. Yeah. So you could, you could be like, wait. And then you could, by saying wait, um, you could basically tell, command that hey there's contact wait one or wait wait a second or something like that. wait meaning that you're you're basically telling them uh we just say contact i'm just trying to trying to you know get my men sorted out and i'm trying to get um information from them as fast as possible then you know as a squad leader you then get off the net and be like how many guys do we have that that's out there that's like oh there's like two enemies out in the woods 100 meters from us and then you go back to the radio saying hq or you don't even have to say it because you're still at a weight. You'd be like, yeah, HQ, yeah. we got we got two enemy contacts, 200 meters in front of us, close to mines. Uh, 
And then you could either say requesting backup or we'd be like, we're trying to eliminate the threat over. And then HQ would be like, this is HQ, Roger that. Thanks for the info. We're going to send QRF to your location now. Over. And then they'll send someone out or whatever they want to do. The only the, the most important information is that you've told them there is contacts in front of you and you are engaged. It's that simple. Um, yeah, there's nothing else to it. Um, another important one is uh, check fire. Um, uh, I don't know if you use any of these, uh, Stephen, for your group, but check fire meaning you're advising other people in the platoon net that you're getting friendly fire from someone. So check fire meaning that you tell the other squad leaders to check their fire. No, yes. usually I'm the one who's friendly firing our team. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> then. <laughs> That's nice. And then uh, another pro word that you could use in, in your messages is basically copy. Um, mm -hmm. So if someone tells you an information... And then you want to reply back saying acknowledge or copy. That's that's one way to. I mean, you're you're telling the person saying copy, good copy, solid copy. It's you're acknowledging that you have the information in your head and you're gonna use it somehow. Uh, how copy is put in at the very end of a sentence when you're trying to make sure that the other person gets what you're saying. So something like uh, HQ, this is misfit actual. We're requesting ammunition. How copy over. And then HQ goes, HQ, good copy, sending ammo now, out. Something like that. Um, I don't know why a lot of people say this, but 10-4 means okay. I, I don't know where that came from, but I think it came from like the CB band days or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, we were just talking about over and out. We could skip that. Um, another popular one that a lot of people talk about is uh, Oscar Mike. Um, that's just the meaning of saying on the move. So I'll be like, be like, uh, HQ, this is Misfit Actual, we're Oscar Mike to RV, over. And then HQ goes, Roger that, Misfit Actual, uh, copy, you know, send update when, when at RV. Um, RV means rendezvous point. Um, another easy one is Roger, I understand your message. Pretty simple. Uh, break is what you use to say uh, something like... Um, if if you got a really long speech. I'd like yeah. to interrupt what you were talking and interject. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something like that. And then we just use wait for uh, um, something like... Uh, we, we, were, we were just getting all the information. So wait one. So that's another one. And uh, say again is something where you say repeat. Um, back in my Milson days, we don't say repeat over because that means uh, when you're using forward observer stuff, like artillery and stuff, that means repeat your fire mission. That's what it means. So you, so you would confuse that with something else. So we would say say again over. So if... If, if a communication breaks up, you'd be like, it was scrambled at the very beginning and all you heard was like uh, something like uh, enemy jeep. And then that's all you heard, right? And then and then, and then then HQ would be like, this is HQ, Misfit Actual, say again, over. And then I would have to then say say the last, the last message over again. Uh, this is, I like saying this a lot, is Wilco. Uh, it's just short term for will comply. 
So something like Misfit Actual, this is HQ. I want your team to move south south of uh south of the MSR and head towards uh like something like swamps. And then I will respond back saying this is Misfit Actual Wilco over. And then that's it. Or Wilco out. So it means that I understood the command and I will comply to it. Um I don't know if you guys ever use this, but flash, flash, flash means you're interrupting the uh, current conversation that you're not in. So he's talking, like, the commander's talking to someone else, but I'm in a firefight. I'll be like, flash, 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 this is Misfit Actual contact. And then all communications will cease until I'm basically done. So you're basically interrupting. It's like, you know, flash, 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 this is like hot news coming out. Something like that. And I usually... Back in my old Milson days, I used to just make fun of uh, people and be like, flash, 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 <laughs> you're gay. And then, <laughs> and then resume, resume comms. This is the command channel, eh? Yeah. Uh, another one that, uh, that I like to use is uh, RTB. I'm sure a lot of people are used to, this, to saying this, but return to base. That means uh, you, you, you've been ordered to return to base and be like, Misfit Ash. Misfit Actual, this is HQ, RTB, for break, over. Or something like that. Um, and then last one is uh, something that we use uh, in Panther, and as well as Milsom West, is Cease Fire is actually uh, the same thing as a gun safe in Milsom West, or in, in Panther. So when we say Cease Fire or gun safe, that means that it's an emergency, stop the game, and stand by for further orders. Um, yeah, so these are... Basically, how to communicate effectively in airsoft takes a lot of practice, but I've been doing it for years. And um, when I got into the ham radio community, I was saying things that were like outrageous because of the fact that they didn't really apply well in ham radio, but applied well in military radio procedures. Things like over, no one actually says over in in the ham radio world anymore. <laughs> I found that to be very hard to deal with because of the fact that it was just an automatic thing that I did. Sometimes I do. I hear from the rare person. You hear, you hear weird, quirky things that... Yeah. You know, huh? It's like uh, sometimes they they make up things from Morse code and they say it verbally, what they would say in, in Morse code, and you're going, why? Just say the word. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Not that line, line. No, it's like there's like high, 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 high. Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can see where I'm coming from. Stephen is like I came from a more like military simulator background, and then coming into the ham radio community was kind of like so different for me because it would be like yeah, clear, and then someone else can go in or something like that. Um. There was, there, was, there was just a lot of things that I had to relearn and stuff, and I, I found it kind of different from what I was used to. Yeah, everyone says clear when they're finished, or 7-6. Seven, 7-6, six. Seven, six, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's just it's just different out there, but for Airsoft, like, feel free to use these. I'll, I'll link you guys down below. And uh, practice with your teammate, because it's just... Practice a lot, yeah. because uh, like everything else, you lose it real quick. Yeah. Well, and so this is a really good thing too, where I know um, I've done it, and um, my brother has recommended it. I mean, that's where it all started for me of video games, guys. Video games is a really, really good place to practice these kinds of uh, like talking points and techniques. 
Yeah. I don't play squat though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you're missing out, Sharp. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. okay. That's okay. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always on there saying get wrecked after I killed them. That's... <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's where it comes to like when you're squad net. So the Call of Duty lobby for level. you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I hope you guys, I know this is a little bit long-winded. Um, I mm. always wanted to cover this topic because of the fact that of my background and as well as Mr. Sharp here has been talking about radios forever. So we decided to bring him on. Um, yeah, if you guys want topics to be on the show, just bug us as much as Mr. Sharp has, and eventually we'll... Navigation sounds like a good one. Like... <laughs> Navigation? No, he's going to talk about... I think we about... need to get someone who knows where they're going first, so... <laughs> <laughs> so again, thank you, uh, Stephen. Um, thank there... you for coming by. Is there any place that people can reach you or talk to you in regards to radios? Mm, sometimes they might be able to get me on Facebook at uh, the Milsim uh, Comms uh, group or uh, where I, I sometimes give advice whether they want it or not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just make an obscene radio post. Oh, on they are, every, every, pretty much everyone knows me out at Panther and uh, we have such a small community. I think I'm pretty much renowned throughout the region in the other places too so, so what you're saying yeah. is if you're an aspiring rto <clears throat> make sure you reach out to steven over this there and s- s- send him a signal yeah <laughs> if you need some advice about radio stuff sure if you have uh, if you have a problem with a radio or you're thinking about buying a certain radio or even if you're thinking about taking the course i could probably push you in in the right direction Yep. And I, I encourage people to do it and don't be afraid that it's stereotypical old guys sitting in their basement with radios. I mean, there's a lot of young people and it, it really varies from club to club. There are some clubs that are really with it and that. All right. I think we've uh, we've ended this long winded segment here uh, again. Thank you. Six. Oh, what? Seven six, everyone. Seven six. Uh, if you guys don't know what seven six <laughs> means, that means uh, what is it? Um, regards. Regards. Yeah. That's what it means. <laughs> that, sorry, Mac. It's just radio terms. I'm sorry. It, it's okay, man. Don't worry. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm actually exposed to quite a bit of radio talk just because of like my job and my my background and everything like that too. Because I work with tower cranes and um. Just like, um, you know, everyone, like you guys are saying, like we run very expensive radios that are locked out into frequencies. We have all the licensing down and everything like yep. that. And yeah, uh, when you're communicating between a tower crane operator and his signalman, um, there's a lot of rules and procedures that are in play. And then me just having a, like a military enthusiasm behind me. And uh, like the first time I ever got to, like, this is where I get, like I said, I've gotten so much practice with it and everything like that, that I've got my places where I use it. And yeah. And when you're ready to hit those hot springs, I'll have the commercial license. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> Sharp. We got summer. Summer's coming. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, All right. Well, that is it. This is episode 44. I hope you enjoyed the segments. And remember, radio waves. Radio waves are everywhere. They are touching you right now. You are using them right now. You're communicating with them right now. (laughs) Episode 44, radio. All right. Thank you again, Mr. Sharp. And thank you, Mac. And good night, guys. Good night.